from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's Kenny and JT. And welcome back and uh, happy to have our next guest with us. Joining us here on the Kenny and JT Show to get an early preview of that Browns-Seahawks game for Sunday. Former NFL linebacker who played with the Raiders and Seahawks and while in Seattle was pro bowler, Super Bowl champ, also named Seahawks Man of the Year in 2018. Currently, he is the host of his very own podcast, KJ All Day, which you can listen to and watch on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also hear him on Seattle's ESPN 710 AM, the KJ Wright Show. He is KJ Wright. KJ, how are you today? Good afternoon. Doing well. How you guys doing? Hey, we're great, man. Thanks for making time for us. We really appreciate it. And it sounds like you've made the transition from, uh, you know, NFL linebacker to uh, NFL media member pretty smoothly. How's it going? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Just to be able to stay around ball, talking sports. The hardest part, though, is critiquing your brothers, critiquing your friends. <laughs> ah, it is not easy. These guys are sensitive. They always got something to say about you. You can say a million good things. Once you say one bad thing and how they're playing or what they're doing, the whole world's coming to an end. And so if I can get over, if I can get over that hurdle and not worry about hurting guys' feelings, not be in good shape. KJ, isn't it nice not being tracked down by a seven foot tall, three hundred pound offensive lineman though? <laughs> I handled those guys well. That, that was easy ball. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, he was pro bowler, man. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I... I hear. Well, now you know what Charles Barkley, you know, that's what he does very well. And there is some blowback, right? And it's part of, hey, just like JT said, guys chopping at your legs or something to try and knock you down. Uh, that was an obstacle. This is the one you have to deal with now. But it sounds like you're you're doing very well and you get to cover the team uh, that you played for and won a Super Bowl with, the Seattle Seahawks. And they're 4-2 and two, getting ready to host the Browns this weekend. Give us an idea of this team so far led by Geno Smith at quarterback. Okay, starting with Geno Smith and this offense, these guys, let me tell you, from the zero-yard line to the opponent's 25-yard line, these guys are phenomenal. They run the ball well. Geno Smith is getting it to Tyler, getting it to Njigba. Offensive line is blocking well. These guys are phenomenal when we do that part. But for some reason, these last few weeks, when we got into the red zone, it has just been, it's been bad news blues for us. We get down there. We haven't quite found our identity in the red zone. We don't know who our go-to targets are. We can't just punch it in and get points like we want to on a consistent basis. And so these guys are playing really good football. But as we all know, three points, seven points is a big-time difference. And so when we face you guys, you guys are loaded. I went and watched film on you guys. You guys are loaded. You're stacked on defense. You play really, really sound. But we got to find a way to create points when you're down in the red zone. We want to have a chance of winning this ball game. KJ, at only six games in, though, they're probably still trying to find out who they are. Problem with the Browns right now is the fact that we've got a kid that they elevated from the practice squad as our quarterback. And I want to talk more or less about travel. We saw the Seahawks come to Ohio and play the Bengals a couple of weeks ago, pretty much laid an egg in a game that they could have won. What do we have to look forward to? I mean, the 12th man alone, and historically a place where the Cleveland teams don't play well is in Seattle, whether it was a dome or this stadium. How tough is it? Understand this. I played in every NFL stadium that exists. I've been to Lambeau. I've been to New York. I've been down to Miami. Without bias, I truly believe this is the hardest place to play in the NFL. I mean, our crowd is always rocking. It's always packed. They're always excited. We had eight false starts of just, a, just a couple of weeks ago. We've broken a record from, beast, from the Beast Quake as a loudest stadium in NFL history. And so 
not easy coming on the road here. And so for that young quarterback, Mr. Walker, I don't know if it's going to play him or Deshaun, mm-hmm. but um, they have their hands full. We know that um, it's going to be loud, it's going to be rocking. The communication is hard. You have to go silent count a lot. A lot of communication if you want to get out of a play to go to another play. And so I'm sure during practice they're going to be practicing with the music blasting, everything's going to be rocking at practice. Once you step inside of Lumen Field, it's a completely different environment. K.J. Wright joining us, former NFL linebacker with Seattle and the Raiders Super Bowl champion, uh, Super Bowl 48, when he took down uh, Peyton Manning and the, the Denver Broncos. So he knows a little bit about uh, winning and leading a defense. And is Bobby Wagner still the, the leader of that defense if Geno's the leader of the offense? Absolutely. And Bobby is playing in his 12th year. Just another, He's putting together another Hall of, Hall of Fame, all-pro, Pro Bowl type of year. He's so consistent. He's making all his tackles got two sacks versus the Giants, just knocking guys out left and right when we played the Cardinals last week. So for him to have his majority of his career here, go to L.A., come back, I mean, I don't believe anyone when it's all said and done will wear the number 54 jersey when it comes to Seahawks history. Just what he's done, his resume, he's phenomenal off the field as well. And so I um, just love the guy. It's really, really cool to see him. Let's not forget about Jordan Brooks as well, the first-round draft pick a couple years ago. He's in his contract year. He's playing lights out as well. So I just love what these defenses are doing. I love what these linebackers are doing. Devin Witherspoon, this guy had a sack and an interception last week that got called back. And so he's going to be all over the place, blitzing off the edge. And so I know everyone's talking about the Cleveland Browns defense, but let's not sleep on the Seattle Seahawks defense. These guys are playing lights out as well. Yeah, Seahawks have given up 118 points in six games. The Browns 115, so very similar right wow. there. But okay. Yeah, how about that? You can use that uh, in your podcast <laughs> or your show if you want to. I did the research already for you, KJ. Um, but has anybody on your team uh, jumped over the offensive line to block a field goal and have a game like Miles Garrett had this past week against the Indianapolis Colts? You guys stole that from us. Cam Chancellor and both Bobby Wagner did that <laughs> when, when they played. But I'm telling you, I watched film actually last night on Miles Garrett. It's really unfair what he's doing on the football field. He lines up on the left side. He lines up on the right side. He lines up right in the middle on third down. And he's just making it look so easy. He's just out there tossing offensive linemen, just getting rid of tight ends. Russian just running right, up, right around guys like don't even exist. And so on um, with our young tackles, we have a second-year tackle in Charles Cross. It's going to be a left tackle. And our right tackle is still banged up. And so I already know what Garrett is thinking. He's going to spend his whole time on the right side, um, on the left side of the defense, just working our right tackle. And um, But we better have a game plan for him. Do not let this man take over the game. I want to see chips. I want to see tight ends blocking him every single play because he can single-handedly wreck a game. And um, I'm sure tomorrow he's going to be AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Linebacker turned analyst right now is K.J. Wright, formerly with the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, Kenny likes to throw a little, I dropped some research on you. I'm going to drop better research on you, Kenny. Uh Uh-oh. This man right here had six, I believe, six interceptions in your career. But my question is this. All that time you spent in Seattle, you ever catch one of them fish at the fish market? (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. That, That was rookie year when I first got up here. I'm a, I'm a small-town cat, cat, cat from Mississippi, and they said, you got to go to the fish market. They throw fish. I said, what? <laughs> just catfishing. I'm just catfishing when I grew up. But they had throwing king salmon, silver salmon, and uh, fillet it up, and you just take it home and put it <laughs> on the stove. So that was the first thing I did when I moved up here. Uh, tell us about it, because we ain't been to East Canton. How hard is it? Oh, it's easy. I mean, you know, I got hands. I'm an athlete. 
but um, it's slippery. It's wet, so you got to kind of catch it with your body a little bit. They put like this this thing over you so you get the fish juice on you. The fish you juice. Catch it with your body a little. Bit. Oh yeah, fish juice. Oh. Kind of slimy and wet. <laughs> That's great, it's man. Fun, it's fun though. <laughs> are you guys coming in town? Are you guys coming? Uh, in town? No. We are not. We'll be uh, watching from a distance, uh, and then I do a uh, podcast post-game Sunday night, and then we talk about it Monday. So we won't be making the trip. Okay. Okay, okay. But, yeah, this is the best city. You know, I, I love it up here. So when you do come, got to stop by Pike's Place. Happy to have with us K.J. Wright. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at K.J. underscore Wright 34, breaking down Browns and Seahawks this Sunday. It's a 4.05 start out on the left coast. Uh, so uh, be, be prepared for that, Browns fans. Uh, go ahead, JT. K.J., what, what's the status of M.K. Metcalf for this game? Should we expect him to play? What is that injury anyway? Um, well, D.K., I know he's, for the most part, he's been healthy every single game in his career. So I know he was pretty banged up. For him not to play this this past Sunday, but uh, he's been battling all year. He got hurt with the ribs, with hips, and so I'm no doctor, but I did see him last week. He didn't practice at all, and he didn't play Sunday. So we need him out there this Sunday. We want to have a chance. How good is Kenneth Walker running back? Because we think uh, in uh, Ohio, the best running back in the NFL is Nick Chubb, and unfortunately, he's out for the season. But Kenneth Walker, ever since he's come into the NFL, is uh, impressing people left and right. How good is he as a former defensive player if you had to, you know, face him? I love Kenneth Walker. And what he does so well, he reminds me so much of, you guys know him, of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was so patient Mm -hmm. behind the line of scrimmage. But when he burst through, the guy was just making some noise. He's great out of the backfield as well, has solid hands. And so he's the guy, he was NFC Offensive Player of the Week not too long ago. But what he brings to the table, we need him to have at least over 100 yards rushing. I watch you guys on defense. There's so much penetration by your defensive ends, by your defensive tackles. We got to go straight downhill and run at you guys. It can't be too much dancing. Put your foot in the dirt and get north and south. And so it's going to be a battle. It's going to be one of those old-school games, tough, gritty, down-to-the-wire defensive matchup. And so um, I can't wait to see. It's going to see who's going to be the toughest football team that prevails this Sunday. You know what else is kind of funny, too, Kenny? When you start looking through the league and you look at the different divisions, you say, oh, this one's the toughest. Oh, that one's the toughest. You may not have said that about the NFC West a couple of weeks ago, and we thought the 49ers are going to run away with this thing. But, KJ, they get beat last night again. That's two weeks in a row now. They're 5-2. and two. Seahawks right behind them at 4-2. and two. That's got to make them feel pretty good, doesn't it? Let me say this, though. Let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. I'm, I'm not sleeping on this Niners team. I know you guys beat them. No, they lost yesterday, but this team is still legit. They're still legit. I still got them. Unfortunately, they're going to probably win this division, end up in the NFC Championship. A lot of people are sleeping on Brock Purdy. Just All of a sudden, he wins all these games in his career. Now he loses two games, and now he's a bum. Like, it's, it's ridiculous to me. And so I think they're going to bounce back. And so I think the Niners are still the top dogs in the NFC. I'm one of those ridiculous people. I think it was a mirage, my friend. I, I don't think he – I think we're, we're he seeing – He is Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, I think we're seeing closer to what he really is, and they've been able he to He can't catch that. no fish. He ain't catching no fish. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. That defense that they have over there is going to play lights out. They, they struggled yesterday. I, I was thoroughly surprised that Kirk Cousins completed that many third downs and put up that many points without a Justin Jefferson. And so yeah. it was an odd day. Uh, no Debo, no Trent Williams. You know, this team healthy, they're pretty stacked. 
they're good. I still think they're going to win the division as well. But I, I'm just not, you know, I saw somewhere the other day where they're saying, oh, he might get $500 million. Yeah. As a, and I'm like, wait, oh, pump God. the brakes here on Mr. Irrelevant. You know, it, it, yeah. let's not get carried away just yet on uh, Mr. Purdy. KJ, talk a little bit about Gino. What a great story that is, right? Oh, absolutely. And just watching his career when he started in New York, the struggle. It was a real struggle. And I was his teammate. I was his teammate here. And I went against him in two-minute drill. I went against him in practice a lot. And I was like, Gino can play some football. Mm-hmm. He has a cannon for an arm. He's really, really smart. He prepares like a pro. For him to just come on the scene after sitting on the bench for so long, be NFL comeback player of the year, become a pro bowler, get a new contract, lead his team to the playoffs. I mean, I believe a lot of guys can really resonate with this story, can connect with Gino. It's not over until it's over. He believed in himself. His organization believed in him. And so the sky's the limit for him. I'm so happy he got that contract. But, you know, as we all know, it's a whatever you've done for me lately business. I just need to finish this thing out I'm on a really high note. Happy to have K.J. Wright with us. Again, he's got a podcast out. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more called K.J. All Day. Or listen to him on ESPN 710 AM, the K.J. Wright Show. Uh, and, K.J., as we look at this, give me some keys to this game, if you will, for both teams if they're going to get a win if the browns are going to go on the road and pick up win number five what do they have to do if seattle is going to get a home victory and pick up win number five what do they have to do well i'm watching i'm watching kareem hunt i saw that ford is out is that correct ford is out well he's questionable to out you know and they you know how tight-lipped teams are and everything like that they may say he's a we hey we thought deshaun watson was going to play two weeks ago and he didn't play so we wait till sunday morning to find out who's in uniform and then who is actually uh, activated and then deactivated yeah and so i'm, I'm watching kareem hunt we've been doing really really well against the run but mm-hmm. he has to find a way to be successful with that ground attack if you guys become one-dimensional we're going to have a field day Jamal Adams is 100% healthy. Devin Witherspoon is going to be at that nickel spot, and it's going to be just a blitz fest. We're like top three, top five when it comes to bringing pressure. And so if you guys don't establish a run game, it's going to be a really, really long day for whoever's at quarterback. And um, on, on offense, for us, it has to be the red zone. It has got to be the red zone. We've got to get six. we got Jake Bobo. you got Like It. you got Njigba, Kenneth Walker. Find your identity. Find who you want to lean on when you get to the red zone. We're kicking a bunch of field goals like we did last week versus the Cardinals. It's going to be a very hard day for us to get a victory. You mentioned D.K. Metcalf. You've also said Jackson Smith and Jigba a couple of times. And, you know, we know him very well because of his time that he spent here at Ohio State. How big of a part of his offense, of this offense, is he if Metcalf can't go? He's the guy. As you saw, as you saw this past Sunday, um, got his first NFL touchdown. And the fans, um, the media, a lot of people have been waiting, like, when is Njigba going to come on the scene? A lot of questions was, did we take the wide, the right wide receiver in the draft? But he was at the Z, he was at the X, he was in the slot. We utilized him all over the field. And for him and Gino to connect for his first touchdown, I know he felt like the weight of the world is off my shoulders. I am that guy. I am a phenomenal football player. They did take me here for a reason. And so once you throw it his way, he's catching it. And um, he's created separation really, really well. And so if DK is out again, I do believe we're seeing Jibba take another big-time step. Last thing, and we'll let you go, and we appreciate the time, KJ. Pete Carroll's still there as the head coach. He was there, right, as your Super Bowl-winning coach, I believe, back. Was he there when you were there? Absolutely. I got there the year after. Coach Kirk got here in 2010. I got here in 2011. 
Okay, so how does he do it? And he looks like he's about 40 years old throwing passes and, and still all that energy on game day. He, he has not changed a bit. I went to practice on this past week. I went there Friday. He's out there still smacking on his gum, still running up and down the football field. And the guy is the biggest, he's the most ultimate competitor that I've ever met in my life. He hears the noise. He hears that his philosophy is outdated. He hears that, oh, it's time to get a new regime here in Seattle. But what he's doing with his football team, what he's creating, um, especially after Russell has left, is really, really special. And so he's one of my favorite people of all time. I love the man to death. And um, just to see him do this for 13 years, go to two Super Bowls, the national champions he, he won over there at USC, he's definitely a Hall of Fame football coach. Yeah, without question. Hey, Gabe, uh, we, we really appreciate you joining us, KJ. This was a lot of fun. Uh, continued success with the podcast, the radio show, and let's do this again down the road, all right? Sounds like a plan. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you. There he is, KJ Wright. Thanks to Annie Hoffman for hooking us up with that interview uh, with KJ Wright.